0: No Hope the podcast I'm dying but I'm singing beautifully
1: Welcome back for part 2 of our conversation with Mary Johnston Rutherford Here it is
0: We have some standard questions that we like to ask some of our guests, just, you know, things that we uh, have found fun to talk about. And so we're going to kind of take turns. Uh, So uh, something that that came up pretty early on in in this podcast was uh, I sort of talked about, like, my first experience with, like, A musical that I saw sort of on television as a very young child and it sort of like you know opened my eyes in terms of like oh my gosh just like what is this like I need to know more about this and for me that musical was the sound of music which was often played it was like sort of like an annual thing and it's like families Mm -hmm. would like gather and so I just like I saw that when I was like five years old or something for Tim it was the Wizard of Oz which is also sort of in that same category and so we like to ask people are either of those things that you were like, were formative and, and that you remember, or is there like another thing that sort of functions as that right. for you?
2: I think both of those, I recall doing that, like sitting down, taking the intermission break when it came <laughs> on. Right.
1: Yep, um, right.
2: I think both of those were fantastic. I'm just trying to think my grandma used to play white Christmas for us every year. And I feel okay. like okay. that's one that I also really love and all of that dance break.
1: Oh yeah, sure.
2: All of that stuff probably really impacted me as well. I think you're that's right without is even that, realizing. Is
1: that, is that more probably White Christmas than than the other two or would you say they're all sort of they're all in sort of an equal footing in terms of your childhood musical?
2: I, I think know, they're foundation. all right up there. I think they're okay. all right up there because I remember playing each of those, right? If we played it in the backyard, then it had an impact. And that's, okay. That's yep. we absolutely did.
1: Uh, awesome. I, love that. I love that. I love that. Okay.
0: It's been um, interesting. Some of our guests, it's like, yes, absolutely. And then others, it's yeah. like, no, not so much.
2: That's a very Midwest thing. thing, maybe. I think right? I was like, I'm like, wondering
0: if it's like a
1: kind of a Midwest
0: thing, maybe.
1: But I also uh, wonder if it's there's a generational component, mm-hmm. and then at some point, no one is going to talk about that experience because. With the way that we view things, these, these well, things so are so yeah. yeah. Are right. there even those annual events? Sure. the sound of music still play on some yeah. channel every year or not? I mean, I guess the, I the, the
0: live musicals that, you know, like NBC and Fox are doing, right. like, that's you true. know, those are sort of like still like destination like television. Guideposts. I bet, I bet, or, I bet yeah, people would, would right. remember those, will remember those, like kids yeah. that have been
2: <gasps> seeing those. Peter oh. Pan. Oh, Peter Pan. Yeah. Peter Pan. Yeah remember With, I don't oh.
1: remember I don't know why I oh. don't I don't think that I ever saw Peter Pan the musical I just remember the Disney show the Disney what is movie.
2: her name it was Peter Pan live when you said live yeah, um, I thought uh, Kathy was Rigby it the, right Kathy Rigby Kathy yes, Rig- yeah, yeah that's it. she did that I, for, right? so, yes. I, for some, I, for some yes. reason I remember Kathy Rigby but I don't
1: think I ever saw Kathy Rigby do Peter Pan I remember weird, that I, though
2: because I remember her like her flying yeah. into the room and that was very that had a big impact that did Did Sandy Duncan do
0: Peter Pan at some point? Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, no, Sandy Duncan. (laughs) I just had that thought go through my mind. I'm like, that seems so odd. That must. I don't even know how I know Sandy Duncan, Duncan, but but I remember loving Sandy Duncan. She she was was she a sitcom actor? Yeah, she had like like a sitcom. We're gonna have to do a rewind on yeah, Sandy
0: Duncan. Sandy Duncan, but I remember liking her too. Because Kathy Rigby was a gymnast, right? Yes, she was definitely a
1: gymnast. Kathy Rigby. Okay, Sandy Duncan. I think she was like also the Triscuit. She was like the Trisket woman or something, maybe back in. Okay, never mind. We'll, <laughs> have, we'll, we'll talk about it. Did she step in for uh, like
0: Valerie Harper on her sitcom after Valerie died at oh. the end of the first season? Was it one day at a time? Is that what you're saying? <sighs> okay. Sure. I mean, we're going way back on like okay, okay. sitcom, so we'll figure that out.
1: Don't worry, dear this. listeners. We'll. Uh, <laughs> Mary, what we'll generation are you? Are you generation Y? No, generation Z.
2: Well, uh, I'll I'll we're age X, myself. Right? I'm 83, so what is that? I That's think
1: like, you're
0: millennial should... then, right? I think I'm right no. on the edge I think the you are because I'm X, but I'm right on the edge, and I'm like yeah. 70. I think maybe 78 to 80. Like I think maybe yeah. 80 is the is this end the cutoff? mark? But I'm not yeah. fully confident. I'm not. I feel
2: confident. like I identify with Gen X more, right? Because mm. I remember when we didn't have the internet, when we didn't have you know, yeah, all that the is phones right. Were dialed, right. We had that we put the money in the childhood. Yeah, I had that kind of childhood, which is odd because my dad is like a computer guy, so we always had computers around. But hmm. I definitely remember the version of like you have to get up to turn the TV on, and it was. Oh right, 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: is that that's the defining yeah. moment? Well,
0: like, well, yeah, oh think it's gosh, funny. That, you know, there's stuff going around on social media. It's like what, like what would you say right now to children that they would be like, like, what are you talking about? Like, just like right. technology wise. And one of them was like, you have to put on channel three to play video games. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's so funny. Cause I remembered that like you had to put on channel three <laughs> yep. to play video games. And that would seem absolutely bizarre. to someone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? <laughs> um, okay. So back to musicals. Sorry. Yeah. What was yeah. the first live musical you can remember seeing?
2: I think the first live musical was probably at the community theater where where Curtis and I met. It was either the community theater or the high school. We had next door neighbors. Uh, One of them was our age range. I grew up with three siblings and she like fit in as our fifth wheel. Um, And her sisters were like six and eight years older. And I remember Annie at the community theater pretty clearly because she played Annie. So we got to go see this giant production of Annie. And we're talking like 300 people in the cast so that Hmm. all the grandmas and aunts and moms would come (laughs) and they would like, you know, make enough money to do the big production the next year. Um, And then she also, she and her sister did like a production of Bye Bye Birdie and they're passing. They're not like a full version of that musical that I see in my head, but I see those moments kind of pop up right as live live things. Yeah.
1: Okay. Nice. And you you were in you were in musicals. Okay, so we were in Winnie the Pooh, we know this.
2: I was Um, in Winnie the Pooh as gopher. The unspoken role.
0: In high school (laughs) in in high school did you do like the the high school musicals?
2: Yes, yes I did. Yeah. Again I was kind of like tech the first couple of years and then finally my senior year i got to be like one of the lead roles i'd been really involved in the drama department and Mm. you know obviously i was singing in the choirs and doing band and i was like i need a break i'm i'm hoping this is my year and i i sang one of the capital steps songs uh, which is like a spoof for a little while they did spoofs on like pop music but for like political things oh. and they had a song that was done to billy joel uh but it was called always a women's Dreamline, line and i sang that for my audition piece i remember and oh, it was nice. kiss me kate and i got to be kate oh, that year in the uh, musical
1: so <laughs> okay is that your favorite experience no. of being on stage <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite what like what what's your favorite do you have a favorite thing that you did on stage?
2: I probably I probably have two, right? I I always wanted to be a musical person. I will sing along till the day is long with the musicals and play them in my house still today even though most Broadway people would not play Broadway music at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. it still right. makes my heart happy so um, I got to be the the woman who sells roses in Oliver in one of those big community theater productions. And so okay. I got to come out like by myself and sing this tiny little solo, you know, the who will buy my sweet red roses oh, Two right. blooms yeah. for a penny. And that's it. And then you're singing like rotation with other people.
1: Oh, I can't believe I just I sang that. for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm so that. happy you did. <laughs> and I've never seen Oliver. I have to see that musical sometime. It's come up Please, recently. Uh, it came many up many times. With, well, yeah. we okay. What's your first Broadway musical? How old were you and when did you come to New York and see, or uh, sorry, I will make a, 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 a uh, uh caveat because yes, please. Uh, although you and I really kind of experienced the same thing which is because Scott was like if it was a national tour then that counts as a broad you know, uh, it I as like- lived in Indianapolis and so we had like a big like touring
0: production theater Right. so I sort of those were how I first saw all, all of those like mega musicals that would be yeah. touring through the, like the 90s but I
1: think in Kansas that's probably I don't know maybe you did go to Wichita or something to see stuff I, I never did I mean yeah. we were a long way from major places <laughs> yeah we were a long way
2: from major places and i feel like uh i i think new york is when i first remember mm. my dad uh has traveled around the country since i was little so we're very lucky as a family we've done a bunch of traveling and he brought us all to new york one summer there was there's six of us in my family we stayed in the marriott Marquis in times square oh yeah because he has points it. built up right you, like, so we looked could up stay at the, in that lobby in and we're room. like, what? <laughs> I would Amazing. like stay awake at night and press my face up against the window and look <laughs> down at like all of the lights and the taxis moving. Yeah. And he took us, he loves Broadway shows. He would come and watch Broadway shows whenever he worked in New York. And so he took us to like I think it was seven or ten oh, wow. shows while we were here. One like a week. It was incredible. Oh my it And how wait, how old were you? I this? was ten. I was ten oh, wow. wow. It was a very formative year. For do you me. remember? Do you happen to
0: remember good. of the it might be hard with like ten shows? That's a lot in a week. Do you remember the very first one, the that two the that two What saw? was the
2: very first one that we did? It might have been sound of music. Oh, it was playing oh. on Broadway at that point, and it might have been sound of music. okay
0: uh, like round about true. what year was this
1: then? So it would have been ninety three, right?
2: Ninety four. <laughs> yeah, it would have been ninety three. Yeah, because I have have talked about I saw the 11, yeah, touring the I think,
1: production I think
0: version question. of that with it had Marie Osmond played uh, played the lead, but I'm not sure who yeah. did it on Broadway.
2: I can't remember who it was, hmm. but um, but that's the year I saw my that's in that trip is when I saw Les Mis for the first time too, which yes. I was telling Tim is my my favorite.
0: Yes, yes, that is oh my, my goodness. favorite. I'm so happy that you're going to talk about Les Mis because it. <laughs> we is just pr- have two. Oh, two yes. Quick questions Sorry. before that. Two okay. Quick Standardized
2: ones. first. Here we go. Yes,
0: we must. We must stick <laughs> we to must the program. Ask, we
1: must ask um,
0: all of these. Questions. I, this is a new question uh, because it's come. This has come up. Um, this oh, musical. Oh. We've talked about it several times now over the course of the podcast, and it seems to be polarizing this musical okay. and so I've, I've, right. I've, I've so we've started asking uh our guests like this musical do you love it or hate it and okay. the musical is the musical rent
2: oh i think i love it i do i just
1: i feel like you hesitated a bit so you might hate it right well,
2: no no, I mean I might be the I might be the midway point if anything, okay. but I never oh, okay. saw it in person, you know so it's all the music for me yeah and really Curtis fell in love love with it. He's a love friend person okay and I think because of that I am like a I do really like it yeah, kind of person okay. and then I've known several people who have worked on it throughout the years and so the more that I get to know it, the more that I kind of fall a little bit more in like love with it
1: cool (laughs) okay this is a fun this is a fun stupid question (laughs) um do you have a broadway boyfriend or a broadway crush or Mm. someone that you like regularly stalk and you've now you've probably dressed all of these people so Mm. is there anybody that you're like oh my god i can't dress you because you're i just
2: you're just too much
1: you're just too much yeah is there anybody, or, I mean, you know, I understand if you... I always qualify this, too, that it can be a talent crush. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always qualify
0: be. this question, because I definitely have some talent crushes.
2: Yeah, there are some good talents out there that's like, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking, because I did do Freestyle Love Supreme, and I feel like there was a lot of talent on there. I feel mm. like, honestly, I feel like when Debbie Diggs came in, I was a little crushy. I was a little like in the background, just yes. trying not to smile too big and trying not to ask <laughs> too many questions and maybe, maybe the same way with Wayne Brady, but we got to know each other. So that was yeah. a little less crushy <laughs> because he ended up on there, but I'm trying Oh
1: to- my God. I love this. And Wayne
2: is not like a normal Broadway guy. He's normally out in LA. So that was, right. uh, that was probably a combo, right? Totally.
1: totally. Um, okay, Okay. so we've gotten through those. That's good. Okay. We we can move on can to comfortably move the on. musical yeah. you love is...
2: Les Mis, Woo! hands down. Hands yes. down, since I was 10 years old. Les Mis. Love Les it.
1: Mis. So you saw it. this on that Fateful crazy trip that yes. you saw that binge, many shows. Theater binge trip. And on when the you left, trip. that was the show. That was the show that stuck with you in a way that... Yes. None of the others did.
2: Yes, absolutely. Okay. I remember, I remember sitting there at 10 and being so moved by the mm. show from the moment that the curtain came up to the moment that it went down. It was just, it pulled me in and my heart was in it. And I remember just sobbing, sobbing, mm. sobbing, sobbing, sobbing at, at many points throughout the show. It was, and it was when, Les Mis was three and a half hours. So I was 10 watching sure. three and a half hour version of Les Mis and just falling 100% in love. Did I would you say it's, it's the, the show that... Did
0: you know the show or the music or anything before you saw it? No, I didn't
2: oh, know it at all. Oh, that's the yeah.
0: best kind of theater yeah. experience when you're just yeah. like a blank canvas. Wow.
2: Yeah. 100% blank canvas. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It yeah. was it for you was it the music the story the like like what was it that uh, affected you so so deeply
2: I think it was probably a combo <laughs> Um I think it was a combo Tim just hit his microphone yeah, I was going to say a minute is <laughs> <it's, it's, it's laughs>
0: con- I'm desensitized so this yeah, is good. yeah.
2: <laughs> Um, I think it was a combo, but you know, we've been during the pandemic watching some of the old Disney movies yep. and I realized that one of the things about me as a kid, I've always been connected to music of like the way that it moves me has always mm-hmm. been really soul felt. And, you know, if you play something really sad, I get really sad and I would cry as a little kid. And, and I think like that music and that show, just it, it runs through the whole story. So you can't not be affected by it. But sometimes it is the thing that carries that story forward. Um, So I'd say the music is a huge part of it. And then just the epicness of that man's journey and of the people around him and, um, and the way that it all ends, it's just kind of, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece Mm -hmm. to me. Yeah, so
1: for was... the the few people that may not know this, <laughs> because you Les are Mis, a Martian or something, may, Les Mis is a musical adaptation, <laughs> a sung-through musical adaptation yeah. of Victor Hugo's 1862 novel of the same name. Yes, it was written by Claude Michel Schoenberg. Schoenberg. Yes, Schoenberg. Yep, music. Elaine Boublil, M- Boublil, Boublil. Mm-hmm. And Jean-Marc Natel. Don't original French that. lyrics. Oh, original French yes. lyrics. I didn't even realize this, this was written
0: in French originally. It was a concept album, and then they staged it like a couple of years later. I didn't and know then, that actually. Yeah, in this some like massive. Uh, we can look it up. Some massive like venue in uh, in Paris, I think. And then oh, someone yeah, someone sent it to Cameron Macintosh, like the album, and was like, "Oh, this has potential." And he had to be talked into it.
1: Uh, and then they so started Herber- working on the
0: English language translation.
1: Okay. And Herbert Kretzmer did the English lyrics. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So, yes, it says the original French musical premiered, I'm taking this from Wikipedia, in Paris in 1980. And it's English language adaptation by producer Cameron McIntosh, which is weird that they say it, give him... I don't know. It's almost like writing credits or something. B- by producer Cameron McIntosh has been running in London since October of 1985, making it the longest-running musical in the West End and the second longest-running longest musical in the world, after the original Off-Broadway run of *The Fantastics*. Right. Okay, we just want to get those, f- you know, few little facts out there. <laughs> right. Um, okay, now go Schneider. Sorry, oh, I just um, interrupted there. Uh, yeah, I have. I have other
0: questions and so once you saw the show did you uh did you then get like a cast recording and start listening to the music
2: oh Uh, yes yes i got a cast recording i think i got the you know the brochure with all the pictures in it (laughs) i got the t-shirts i did the whole the whole nine yards and i listened to it forever i mean literally i was 10 and i think when i was in community college our professor played it during a test and and I aced the test because I literally didn't think about what I was doing on the test. I was just singing the lyrics to my <laughs> Mes in my head. That's that's it. Oh my <laughs> so, goodness. I love it. It was like that. magic. <laughs>
0: was it the Broadway or the London cast version that you that you got? Do you happen to know?
2: I think it was the London cast. Okay. I actually do. I think it yeah. was the London cast. It
0: was uh Patty Lapone was Fontaine, so So in London she was not in New York it was Randy Graff but there was cast overlap so Cole Wilkinson played it in both um and uh uh sorry I'm having a moment Frances Ruffell was the Eponine and she did both and she She got the she got the Tony award um for supporting uh but yes it was so i oh. w- listened to the broadway one and on repeat so like it took me years before i was like what patty lapone was in it and then i was <laughs> like oh yeah she was in the london one so she i think she chose not to come come over with it um right. uh, she has a funny story about she missed her cue one night in <laughs> In Les Mis, because she always talks about how well it was a great gig because Fontaine, because you know she like dies. It's right. like she <laughs> like halfway through the then first act, come back and she never end. appears to like Jean Valjean's <laughs> death at the end. But yeah, she missed her cue. She was in her dressing room reading an interview uh, with Madonna, and the guy that played Javert came in and said, Lapone, you're on." Uh, and so she grabbed her wig and costume and ran down three flights of stairs, and she had oh, to yes, end her with, Ep- <laughs> with Eponine. So I always thought that was like <laughs> hilarious. Uh, and Tim scowling because he has he really despises uh, Patty Lapone.
1: Oh. Yeah, that's another another one of my least favorites. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. next to uh, Sweeney Todd. Rubbins. I'm seeing
2: your Sweeney Todd connection yeah. here. <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, I love it. Yeah, no, I think I've seen Les Mis uh, in at least two different countries. Okay, what well, was it, three.
0: where else did you where else did you see? We it?
2: definitely saw it in London. Okay, and I've definitely made Curtis watch it at least two times, but maybe three times live. So.
0: <laughs> oh, nice! Have you watched any of the concert versions?
2: I have. Yeah, Okay. yeah, none are as good as live. I have to say. Of I mean, course. The concert stuff is lovely because I do like the way that they integrate, like, the 25-year, I think, where they integrated multiple Mm -hmm. Eponians, multiple, you know. Yeah, that was cool. I saw that. Very cool. And
0: then musically, you know, they'll have a chorus with, like, you know, 400 people or something like that behind the principal singers.
2: Yeah. And I can get down with that where they're not trying to, like, record the thing and put it on media like right. they're doing its own concert version sure. um, which is lovely but I I have a hard time with all of the movies that have been made of Les Mis I'm like oh it's just not it's not as good
0: <laughs> totally did, did you see so you saw the film
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it was a yeah.
0: it was a less than experience for me. It
2: was less like, than experience. Yeah. yeah, I wanted it to be really great.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I did too. You know. I mean, I liked it in concept that like, it you know stage. they were like singing live, and but yeah, it yeah. was it was very yeah. odd. The casting for me that it was like some like stage actors that could sing, some film actors that could sing, and some film actors that can't sing. Like it yeah. was like yeah. it was an odd and just an odd mix.
2: Yeah, it definitely. just
1: boggles my mind when you have so many people oh, who can sing. Totally. Say why in well, that show has such a following and name recognition?
0: Sing. It's like, did they really need it's to gonna hire ticket, like, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. There there are people are like, going to come, come and a see built it. Built-in audience, like people yeah. who love Leimis, love Leimis. So yeah.
2: And why not hire someone who like is known, Lea Salonga, who played Ebony? Like totally. put her in that role. She Absolutely. would sell. Plenty. Oh my God!
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for me, like, as far as Eponine's Francis Ruffell, like, I just listened to that recording so much. But yes. Leia Salonga, I do love her. And so, like, she did the 10th anniversary concert. And, uh, yeah, she, she's, it's like... Very close. It's like 50-50 for me.
2: Between now, once you hear now. that original, though, it's hard to mm. give it up.
0: Yeah, I right? was listening to Prepare for This, which is, you know, really twist twists my arm because I could listen to Lena <laughs> at any moment of time. I, like, listened to the entire score earlier. And oh. I was like, oh, my God, I, I forgot how much I love Frances Ruffell. Like, so her voice is great because it's, like, a yeah. theater voice, but it's also she almost, like, has, like, this, like, pop inflection and the way she, yeah. like, approaches, like, certain, like... She has these, like, it's just a very, like, unique voice. Um, yeah. So I love her. I'm sure yeah, she inspired many young women to get into musical theater.
2: Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, I, yeah. I remembered for years uh, reading that, like, casting directors, like, were just, like, I never want to hear on my own again as long as, long as I live. Because <laughs> it was, like, inter- you know, it was, like, the songs not to do and because they Great. were so overdone can you still listen to on my own
2: 100% Yes. me too
0: <laughs> any day of the week <laughs> any day of the week I was listening to that yeah when I was listening to it this morning I was like geez this song still slams just, for me so man good. if I'm
2: having a rough day that's a shower song right there <laughs>
0: right
2: <laughs> oh. yeah. I love him but when the
1: I have two yeah. quick uh, uh, anecdotes. One is that um, a mutual acquaintance or colleague of ours, Mary Dwight Toller, Dwight yeah. was actually in. Of course, he was. He was the Danny in Greece, which was my very first production at Case State. <laughs> and I remember, and I don't even know why I know this because I maybe I just heard him practicing his audition song for something else. I can't imagine that i was in the room when he auditioned but it was empty chairs and empty tables hmm. that was his audition oh, piece uh-huh. so i will, for so and i will always Jesus remember that and i cuz i didn't know lame is and i and when i finally mm-hmm. like started to be more familiar with it and then when i finally saw it i was like oh now all of this makes sense why he would have chosen that song and you know it was just it was just a fascinating little little thing and then in in um that's a great song in high, yeah. It is a great I mean, song. I mean, mentioned song, like almost from, every song in the score. Like, that's a great <laughs> song. Um, and in, in, in show choir, yeah. uh, we did I Dreamed a Dream. Of, mm-hmm. course. of course, I'm sure that every mm-hmm. show choir did multiple songs from Les Mis, but we did I Dreamed a Dream. Mm-hmm. This is going to make you laugh. I was the there was a there was a a duet a dance duet a dance break D- and I was dance the featured break. male actor yeah like a sort of ballet you know sequence it <laughs> was behind a scrim <laughs> and it was, very, it was very it was, it was it was it was of course it was very magical i'm sure <laughs> um but my my dear friend nikki who was actually quite a talented dancer yeah. i was not i was just a prop i was just a man that was like you know <laughs> holding her and 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 i remember this one we were we were at her parents house and she was chore basically she was choreographing this piece okay that was happening behind this scrim. And she was like, okay, and this is when you go down and just stay in the ball. Just st- yeah, just stay right there and just stay in a ball. And I was like, down on the ground, like staying in a ball. And finally, I was like, how fucking... I mean, I'm sure I didn't say fucking, but I was like, how fucking long do I have to stay in the ball? Like, don't I get to do anything in this dance? <laughs> and she was like, well, I think it's just better if you... If you just stay in the ball and then she sort of did some ballet <laughs> oh. stuff. So I will always, whenever I hear I Dreamed a dream, I think well. about Nikki and I, and she was just like, just stay in the ball. Just stay in the ball. Just stay um, in the ball. But I still, I I still love that song. It's a great song. Well, i, I mean, Dreamed it's, dream? it's a
0: yeah, of course. It's a yeah.
1: re, it, whenever it comes on. At, at I mean, I'm karaoke, not sure that, you're like, always a Anne little Hathaway bit concerned.
0: D- should earned an Oscar for it, but you know, if so I'm going to be snarky, I, but
1: <laughs> I I have to say I loved Anne Hathaway in that role, and I thought yeah, no, she it she was, it was go, Very yeah, interesting. Yeah. I'm not. I do. I, yeah, I, just, I just have a chip on was. my shoulder because of what we said. Like I
0: just feel like they should have hired like a bunch of like
1: stage actors. Yeah, yeah. All yeah all knowns, That could really fucking See a yeah. no song
0: and still I dream.
2: Well, and there's always, I mean, for Fontaine, there's always the fight of that uh, it's been done where it's that beautiful operatic Fontaine, or the more realistic, which I think is what Anne mm-hmm. Hathaway did, was like the the like kind of crusty voice, like she probably would have had from working in a factory for years and years. Totally. I don't know. Oh. I know.
0: I mean, I was chuckling listening to Randy <laughs> Graf, like literally, like. Belting <laughs> for days, like seconds before her death. <laughs> like, right. Like, like, I'm
2: you know, done. Suspension of disbelief. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Please stay till I am sleeping and tell Cosette that
0: I love her and I'll see her when I wake. <sighs> um, Tim, I wanted to clue you in to the 25th anniversary concert because there is somebody that I feel like. You would want to know played the role of Marius, and that person oh. was Nick Jonas.
2: Uh huh. Oh, <laughs> I knew that too. You were gonna say. <laughs> did you really? I Wait, did. what is?
1: Does he sing uh, "Empty Chairs and Empty Tables"? Yeah, because that's what it made me think of it. Really? You know, as oh, Marius. I'm gonna totally have to look that up. Yeah. Okay. Just sacrifice was for empty chairs and empty tables,
0: where my friends will meet no more. Yeah, that's I mean, oh. it, for some they play that a lot on like PBS, you know. So it's like. If I'm just like flipping through, you know, you know, it's like a fundraiser type thing, you know, it's like, yeah, right. Uh, but that like just seems to come on a lot. And it's like one of those things like, you know, whenever like your favorite trash movie turns on TV where you're like, OK, I just I got to like cancel the rest of my day. I have to I watch, watch, it. watch this Right. So right, whenever right. I flip that thing on, I'm like, OK, I got to watch yeah. this. Yeah, I
2: see Tim. He's crushing right now. <laughs> I am. I can't wait. I can't I'm wait like. I'm not sure it, that, you, that like
0: that should be like the version of Le Mes you consume next. But I realize <laughs> it probably will be because of what I just told you on the casting front. What um, what is your favorite moment in the whole show? Which I realize is a tough question as a Le lover. But but mm. but like where it just still, even after all these years, it you know it just still like hits you.
2: I think it's probably the moment that Eponine dies,
0: mm.
2: right? Like little
0: fall of rain, right?
2: Yeah, little fall of rain. It's just so beautiful, and I remember just like my heart every time. Like that, mm-hmm. tears well up in my mm-hmm. eyes, and you just get a little choked. And
0: don't you fret,
2: Monsieur Marius. I
0: don't feel any pain. Hardly hurt me now. You're here. That's all
2: I need to know. You will keep me safe and you will keep me Man, you just don't want to see her go. You don't ever want to see of her course. go.
0: Of course. And because they that character is just so so pure of like spirit and you know it's like unrequited love but she's still only she
2: just can't get out of it that's like her way out is is Mm -hmm. death
0: yeah yeah. I mean the show is not light pretty much
2: I know it's like everybody dies basically this is my favorite show (laughs) at 10 years old
1: (laughs) (laughs) but there's something about the the um the, there is such grandeur totally. about it too. You know, it has such. It does. It's epic. It it's is e- epic. E- epic is, is the best word for it. Show. As I was listening and to
0: it, it's like musicals. It's you know they're always like oh there needs to be a reason to sing and it's like this Hugo nu- uh, you know this uh, <laughs> this novel it's like it's like it couldn't be more ripe for like yeah. singing because it's yeah. like
2: totally revolution
0: yeah.
1: like yeah and dire dire life everything and
0: death is fucking everything is it's like everything life and death yeah. so
1: yeah
2: everyone's heavy. just fighting to get by it's, yeah
1: but there's something about because it's so beautiful that you the the contrast of these two things i mean even just thinking about some of it and i don't even like know it that well mm. and i haven't ever seen it on stage shockingly oh, gosh, um would i love can it. still i can still get chills thinking about moments oh, which, it's is, a, so which good. is which is which yeah so because it's, it's it's victor hugo those but those the Victor, Victor Nolan, Hugo. Yes, yeah, yeah, I wasn't well, sure what yeah. you were what you were I trying was, to say there. Oh, go, go ahead. Baron,
2: no, you're good. And I was just thinking those barricades when they come in too. Right, that mm. moment technically, mm-hmm. like the turntable, that was the first time that was really being used. totally. Oh, yeah. And then when that barricade comes in, it looks like it's just junk on the side of the stage, and all of a sudden it like raises together in this magnificent moment. And
0: it's, I feel like oh, like you gosh. know there was. Those, like, 80s, you know, mega musicals, it's like sometimes I didn't necessarily always feel that the, like, technical elements were, like, necessary or earned, but the barricade is absolutely necessary. And, totally uh, necessary. Yeah, like, you could probably get by with, Miss Saigon without needing the helicopter like to come right. in and out and like you that's know.
1: not true because there's not a lot to hang your hat on in that show. And I I, mean, mean, I have some fondness for Miss Saigon something. too. I mean, not to the level you of like need this, something but. to bring the audience <laughs> to to shock the audience oh. because they've been like, really, this is what I just you know. All I'm that saying that is the
0: barricade on. feels <laughs> like it really adds to the to yeah. the overall experience. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah 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 and that moment when they they turn it thinking mm-hmm. of barricade moments you know like the flag has been waving up above mm-hmm. they've fought the fight and now they turn the barricade and all of all of those youth are just hanging there yeah right just and, dead. Oh, oh. It's man lot. there are so many good moments ah, there's so many good moments i mean in one thinking, day more
0: i mean like yeah as the first act closer with all just musically with you know with everybody singing and it's like yeah ugh gives me chills every single
1: time. My place is here.
2: everyone on the chain gaming at the very beginning mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's just so many good mm-hmm. moments that you hit there. <laughs>
0: moments that you don't feel are, are like up to the standards of Lamez is there anything you would cut from the show
2: I should have reviewed too now Scott you've got me on the on the spot oh let's see there is a song like I always want to skip over but what is that song
0: <laughs> for me
2: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> that would be drink with me in act 2 oh Drink with me. I just don't feel like it really propels the story. It doesn't, but I love it. Lovely Ladies is another one that I could probably do without Lovely Ladies.
2: Lovely
0: Ladies. Kind of also yeah. any time the, Th- the Thenardiers sing, but then like they're needed for the story. So
2: yeah, I agree. <laughs> I kind of like their initial master mm-hmm. of the house, and then after that, I'm like, you guys don't really need to sing right. more, do you? Like, it's like that's... a little
0: grading after a while, right? And like right, the yeah. the show has a villain, which is Javert, right? So they yeah. feel. Like they you don't overstay need a their side welcome. Villain, yeah, right? they're like a, some weird side villain. <laughs>
2: they are they're a side villain. Yeah.
0: I do uh, love and I love the relationship of like that it kinda is the central one of the central relationships is like Javert and, you know, Jean Valjean. And it's mm-hmm. I, I yeah. the Javert character I just think is so interesting too because, you know, yeah. he's he's a villain, but there's like a humanity to it. And I love Absolutely. and I love like the music and the um yeah. in his uh like ultimately his suicide which he kills yeah. himself because of the fact that he's pursued this man you know across like all over the you know geographically decades, across yeah. decades and then you know he has an opportunity to kill him and he doesn't and he sets Javert free and that basically just like explodes his entire world view so yeah. and i still get chills that like end the end of like right before he commits suicide where he's like, I'm reaching, but I fall and the stars are black and cold as I stare into the void of a world that cannot hold. I'll escape now from that world, from the world of Jean Valjean. There is nowhere I can turn. There is no way to go on. And that note that he hits, it's just like kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere. And then the orchestra comes in and then the technical elements, it's just, it gives me chills.
2: It does. (laughs) I can feel the goosebumps
0: right now. Right? Right.
2: As I stare into the void of a world that cannot hold. I'll
1: escape now from that world, from the world of Jean Valjean. There is nowhere I can turn. There is
0: no way to go. Away. So good. So you had, you got so the goosebumps as 10 years ago. I got old the goosebumps. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, I got the goosebumps. I got the heart.
1: Yeah. Tim, I really wish so you had hard. seen this on stage. I do too. I I need to see it on stage. There's there's a list, a growing list um, of doing this podcast that I realize Shows that I kind of thought like, oh, I don't know if I want to mm. see them that I that I definitely have to see mm. on stage for sure. Um, Jesus Christ Superstar is one of them, too. But we've already talked about the fact that who knows when that's going to happen. But um, uh, because there's not it hasn't been a, gr- a great many revivals of that show. But I hey, you have this written down. So I have Uh-oh. to bring it up because okay. I find it fascinating. The, these facts about Francis Raphael Oh, yeah. Do I I, um, mean, I mean I could talk about LeMans for three
0: hours. You, so you're you, yeah you you choose where to to, to steer this conversation. Well, I want to
1: make sure I, I we're getting you know we we were talking about the end. Yes, so speaking I make sure of three, I could talk for the length of yes, LeMans about yes. Les Mis. before we before we get to the end. Yeah, I think yeah, these yeah. are fascinating. Okay, I, you're right. I facts. did look up some fun facts. Yeah. Um, so what are it right? says. It says in 1984, she took on the principal role of Dinah or Dina. Don't Dinah? know.
0: Cause I don't know that show. In Andrew
1: Lloyd Webber's Starlight Express in the original London cast. Yeah, She was again like the original sh- London cast yeah. of Starlight Express, which is, um, remember we talked about this, my friend Hans, who is a producer and stage manager in Germany. Hasn't oh, right. that run in um, Germany for like a bajillion there, years or something? There is a, I believe it was where it started. They, 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 basically like preview, like out of town previewed it okay. in this small town in Germany. And it's been running there ever since. Wow. So they moved a production. They may have moved the original actors. I don't know, to London to uh, mount it on the West end, but they kept that production going. Okay. And it is still, well, obviously it's not still running up until in the originating oh, theater wow. that was built for the thing. And didn't they maybe, like retrofit
0: it so that they could like roller skate
1: out into the audience and stuff? Or am I making that yes, up? Yes. I think that's yes. true though. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the the thing that when I saw I saw I was in Berlin, Mary, like two, three. Oh, when, oh, gosh, it's been two years ago. No, three years ago. It'll be three years ago this past this coming summer. And Hans was telling me because he had gone to this place uh-huh. because Andrew Lloyd Webber decided it was like the 25th anniversary, I believe. OK. And yeah. he had decided that they were going to revamp it. They were going to add some new songs. And because I think that ticket sales were, you know, after 25 years were starting <laughs> to decline a bit mm-hmm. and he apparently <laughs> needed that point, to make some like- cash. Which, of course, is amusing, kids. but we've but we've talked about this before. Yep. The fact that he's been married, like, so many times and has so many children and he's paying all of this alimony and child support everywhere, and so he's literally, apparently, always on the verge of, of bankruptcy. Um, I mean, this is all just, like, hearsay, so, you know, it's, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying that I... That <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> so, he decides, I'm going to revamp Starlight Express in this small town. So, Hans was, like, one of the people that went in and had to, um, had to like help this process happen. Hmm. And he said it was, it was like stepping back in time. Like there, the, the only schedule was, there was one schedule that was written on the wall it was in the sa- on a board, in the same board, on the same board that had been there. Like it was not even an electronic schedule. Like nobody wow. got an email. Nobody knew like you couldn't get anyone to send you a schedule. He's like, it was like everyone had been working there since the production <laughs> opened in terms of oh. some of even some of the actors, but of course the crew and, and administration administrative team. And he said it was just like such a crazy experience to go and be in this like weird little time time machine. Um anyway, so that's what Frances Raffel did. She was in the original London cast of Starlight Express. She lives in New York City and has steadily been working this entire mm-hmm. time. She just she put out a couple of albums. It says she has a daughter named Eliza Doolittle. I thought that was Who is a 33-year-old singer-songwriter. I was like feeling really old
0: when I read that the original Eponine has a 33-year-old daughter, singer-songwriter daughter. I was
1: like, Oof, that's tough. <laughs> and the uh, are you? It says here the girl who played young Cosette. Yeah. Are you talking about in the original the London ri- cast? Original Broadway, the original Broadway cast. It's okay. Like Donna Vivino also played Alphaba yeah. in Wicked and was Grizzabelle in Cats. Yeah, like in, in the a twenty twenty like national. Recently, Tour, I totally had now. no idea. I'm like, I didn't know that
0: she like grew up and like kept doing theater and was like.
2: I know her. I mean, oh my I don't know know her, but like, I'm acquaintances with her. You said oh that and I was like, oh, she's one of our Broadway baby mamas.
0: Oh, my God. That's oh. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I <laughs> listened amazing. to her at a very young age sing <laughs> Castle in the Cloud this morning. <laughs>
2: amazing. I had absolutely
0: no idea. And that made me like incredibly happy. I was like, oh, my God. She was like just in a touring production like last year. <sighs> and playing Grizabella.
2: Oof, amazing. That
0: is Crazy. But that also uh, makes me weird. feel old. That the well, original young Cosette. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Is Here's playing Grisabella in cats, who's
1: <laughs> like the, you know, allegedly the old mangy cat. Uh, Mary, is there anything else that you want to make sure you say about Les, Les Mis? Miserable.
2: Oh, I was just thinking, I've been thinking as we talked through this of why it is that Les Mis mm. is so essential it's like it became such a part of me and i have heard now repeatedly maybe since aurora was born somewhere in that range there's been a study done where when you're in a musical and the reason live theater is so unique is that when you're in a musical experience maybe at a concert too because it's the same idea right you're listening to music everyone in that audience their heart syncs up so your heart Mm. is actually beating Together. And that's the reason that that experience becomes such a unique thing to do live because wow. everyone that's around you, you kind of sync with. And um, I believe have, that. Like, I may have never run. heard that
0: but I absolutely believe that. And now that I'm thinking about it, my my gateway to this musical was actually doing it. Like in junior high school, we did like selections from it, but we did it in chorus, and it was very much a communal thing. And you know how in like junior high chorus, it's, uh, you know, you sing stuff and it's like, Right. kirby shaw satb it's like you know you care and you don't care about some <laughs> stuff but i remember we did this and like we didn't really know that that this was this big musical we were just like what right. is this lameish thing but i remember our choir teacher was very passionate about it and as soon as we started learning the music like everyone in that chorus was like what is this music this is amazing like i've never had yeah. that experience like and like at that age where people were like so into the music. And so that led me to like the the recording. Um, and oh, uh, I love so yeah, that. it's kind of like I when you that. just said that, I'm like, I think, yeah, I think that's absolutely true. That it was like a sinking, right. sinking of like, you know, so many people and like in
2: yeah.
0: that end of that show will never not give me chills when it's like yeah. Jean Valjean's dying and it's like Eponine and Fantine singing in harmony. Uh, to love yeah. another person is to see the face of God. Take my hand and lead me to salvation. Take my love, for love is everlasting. And remember the truth that once was spoken. To love
2: another person is to see the face of
0: God. And then you just, it trails. There's like this moment, and then all of a sudden you just hear that chorus come in, like very faintly, so faintly, but like with the do you hear the people sing Lost in the Valley of the Night, and then it just builds and builds. It's just so musically effective, and it's like you can't not feel the like epic of the story if that's a word it's like you feel yes. like you have yeah. come so far and it's just like so gratifying
2: the will be broken, and will be, we'll
1: we'll be stronger
2: so gratifying that's it yeah
1: Mm. even even um even in the movie you get even in the the the, you know very questionable (laughs) (laughs) questionable choices that were made you still get that journey part of it you You still feel like because the story is so epic it's just huge yeah
2: yeah 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 you Absolutely. mean you
0: don't listen to Russell Crowe's rendition of oh. "Stars" on a daily
1: basis? <laughs> I was—I remember just being in. We were at the um, that huge the 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 one that doesn't exist anymore. The really Zigfield. Oh, you saw it there. Yeah, oh, we saw it there oh, with awesome. you know, so many people, and it was so cool. And I that's remember so just cool. being so excited, and then just not so disgusted <laughs> I, yeah. saw chicago, as, I saw i saw the chicago movie singing. uh there oh that would be a fun uh, that one that was like
0: super i definitely <laughs> felt uh. like a special you know like a unique experience to see that yeah. there oh i loved it yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: well mary thank, <laughs> thank you so much so much for Thank being here.
2: Thank you for having me. You're making my feel better. Oh my gosh. Wait. Wait.
1: Wait. Oh Wait. My gosh. What? <laughs> Wait. We didn't talk about <laughs> the uh. one of one of the reasons that we thought of you in the moment was because we were comparing Ah, uh, um, yes. <laughs> this is hysterical. We were going we were going to say goodbye Holy before circle. we asked this question. Uh, we were we were thinking about how many costumes there were in the Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yeah, And I said, I wonder how it would compare to the number of costumes and or changes of the share show. And I said, oh, my God. Mary would probably be able to give us some insight into that. And that was what started yes. this conversation into asking you to be here. And then we almost didn't ask you that question. <laughs> because <laughs> because um, well-oiled machine here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, definitely. I
2: love it. Um, let's see. So the share show, which I was the assistant wardrobe supervisor for, And did the out of town and then came into town. By the time that we finished that show, our piece list, so it's not like a full set of costumes, but it's all the individual pieces. Our piece list was about
1: 5,500 pieces. Oh my Oh my goodness. Wow. Right. And you were saying there was the 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 quick changes they were happening on average like every how frequently? There was
2: about one every 30 seconds if you yeah. were just going to average it out because it was four, <laughs> oh almost god. 400 <laughs> quick changes in the show. Almost 400. I
0: fully believe it having so, seen yeah. it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my Those god. And the fastest amazing.
2: the fastest quick change yep. was 11 seconds.
0: Oh my From gosh. what to what? Do you remember? Or?
2: It was during the Mackie Parade and I believe yeah, Ashley Fitzgerald parade. who danced The Dark Lady did it uh, and she was the pirate and she became the ringmaster. I believe that's the way that changed. Oh my goodness. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay, so we have to look up how would we find out how many pieces that The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert had in its costume? Ooh. Would that be something that might be online? I mean, I remember I, I rattled off
0: a bunch of or statistics because I had found I an know. interview might, with yeah. the original costume designer, and
1: the, you she might have, broken we might it down. down have those, so, yeah, so we'll we can have to a look little at little that next time. And and, yeah,
2: I feel like I am trying to like think about averaging out the costumes because mm. I feel like the lady share or star star share probably had like almost thirty looks. Lady probably had at least twenty-five. Okay. Babe had far fewer, maybe fifteen or something yeah. like that. And then I'd say each of the ensemble people had at least ten looks a piece, costume-wise. Wow. And there were twenty-two people in the cast. I think is the number. Wow. I'm trying to remember now. We're like two years out. <laughs> um. But yeah, so that's close to three hundred, probably, right? Yeah. Math. So,
1: yes. That would <laughs> be well <laughs> and we, Yeah. Uh, yeah, like two seventy five or yep. something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's and then insane. of course they all come with lots of pieces, which is why our piece list grows to such a incomparable size. Wow. It's like, wow.
1: It was so magical to uh, Mary. I told you this already, but Mary took John and I backstage um, and we got to see all of the places where things were stored, which was literally everywhere. Yeah, I was saying like those backstages are big. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And even at the Met, when we do the Julie Taymor magic flute, like we're storing like like pieces of the set like in like random hallways and stuff so i can only imagine like where you're storing all of those pieces
2: yeah we had pieces that like literally hung in the stairwell that we had to lower in to get out for the Mackey parade they were just such huge pieces and then the storage space was not vast so we had like a special closet that the the house props guy had come up with we had like our little booth and then he built basically like an 18 inch deep closet that stored most of our swings, our original swings. And so we'd open up the two doors, which were our like wall for quick changes in that area, the women's quick change area. And there would be all of the clothes for the swings hidden in this little space back there.
0: Oh my gosh. I mean, (laughs) it was wild. I mean, we literally had to
2: come up with so many different things. Wow. Out of necessity it was amazing
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was also such a fun show i had yeah such a good i loved time it so much was... and i'm like
0: a stephanie yeah. j block super fan stephanie yeah yeah
2: we were we were surprised it did not go on longer we felt like we had maybe like a two or three year run in it so we were we were all sad when it closed a little earlier than that so yeah. oh well say lovey
1: yeah um okay well thank you thank so you much so mary much. Thank you, um, it's been thank you a, for having me. What a wonderful time! Of course, time. so much fun, oh, amazing. Um, okay, we will um, be back. It was a very long
0: pause. <laughs> I, I actually know. thought that maybe this <laughs> our video call, just <laughs> died Zoom or zoom. something. <laughs> I, it's like, oh no, we were so close. <laughs> Uh, we will be back. We will be back. Okay. We'll all be, we back be back and theater will be back and yes. we will get there. And Maybe that's
1: what my, it yeah. was just a, a, an emotional you pause. Having, <laughs> <was just> a, <laughs> you were having a, a, yeah. All right. All right. Until next time. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.